And welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, comics, games, science, you name it. If it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Age of Ultron Nerd Out! I am your host, Austin, and with me is the Radical Roo! Actually, I've changed my name. Now you can call me the Radical Red. The Radical Red, okay. (laughs) Uh, The evil Dr. Chris! Greetings, fellow super nerds! And the rambunctious Bob! Hello. (laughs) Woo! Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So you don't want us to call you Rue anymore? You want us to call you Red? Guys, I have been waiting my entire life for my initials to spell something, and now that I'm married, they actually spell Red, which is so totally awesome that I have to use it as my nickname. I've just got to. Okay. My initials are BS. So you know, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me somehow. You know what, Bob? That's true. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's true. Yeah, yeah congrats, uh, Red. <coughs> you know how you know how long it's gonna take me to get that right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to train the rest of the world as well, but we'll get around to it. Red. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, about the wedding, how that all go, and uh, uh, I know you had a nerdy uh, after party. Order it was so awesome. It's called a reception. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had our reception in a library. I mean, it's an event center, but it's a library as well. Uh-huh. So, we were, you know, there in the lobby. We had, uh, you know, really awesome decorations. We're, our, our our reception was a masquerade ball. So we asked everyone to get all formaled up, and a lot of people really uh, really got into it. And they got all formal dressed. They had the fancy masks on. They, um, as they came in, my new husband, Stephen, although you guys will probably end up calling him Doc, um, <laughs> Uh, would ask them their name and then announce them. And, like, most of them, he didn't do their real name. It was, <laughs> it was like, something made up that they, you know, you don't have to say your real name. It's a masquerade. Sure. And then our, um, our wedding cake was cheesecake, four layers, each with a different superhero logo on it. Nice. So we, <laughs> that we is had excellent. X-Men... Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Cool. Highly appropriate. We still have Superman and Batman in the freezer. I, oh, no one oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you did the, the super nerd wedding cake thing, because that's what Amanda and I did with uh, Star Wars. Pretty yeah. sweet. It was awesome, and you guys missed out. I know. I totally know. sent you and Amanda. A, a I I know, and we were, we really did want to come, uh, but the world moves by so quick, and we're like, <laughs> "Holy cow, we didn't make any plans in time." No, yeah. uh, but we were there in spirit. Trust me, uh, yes. Chris, my man. I was there go. in body. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, my man, what's nerdy with you? Uh, well, I didn't have any cool, awesome jedi theme weddings or whatever like you guys, but, um, or super nerd theme. But I did move in with, uh, a super nerd, a fellow super nerd, and I could definitely call him that, uh, because we're just polishing off the last season of Farscape. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, I moved just a few weeks ago to, uh, I, I know that I, I've been talking about this aquaponics system that I've been helping build. And my friend who is basically heading it up, he, um, he's going to the next level. So he's getting a warehouse, a giant warehouse where we have other engineers working for us. And he said, hey, why don't you just live with me and we can uh, put this thing together. together. So we're going to do it. We're, we're going full bore with the uh, basically growing food in a dark building. <laughs> Does he like Star Wars? Absolutely. All right, man. More like Breaking Bad. Man, who doesn't like Star Wars? 
Oh no, he's definitely a super nerd. I, I could get him to, I don't know, wax about it. He's a comic book guy. He's, I, he's got a giant. It rivals yours, Austin. His shelf full of DVDs of just the giant amount of, and most of it's sci-fi too. So plus, plus he actually has a lot of a good <laughs> amount of like uh, figurines and things around the house too. So that's cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's but- my that's as nerdy as it gets. Bob, my man. Yes. What's nerdy with you, man, besides coughing uh, a lung? Oh, sorry. My daughter got me sick. I saved a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. <laughs> all right. Now we'll move on. <laughs> no, seriously. In all seriousness. Uh, so, apparently, uh, Good Old Games had, in, or not Good Old Games, Humble Bundle had excellent sale on Sega titles. So I go to pick up Rome to- or Total War Rome 2 mm. for like fourteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. And I swear on everything that is holy, I cannot get this thing to stop freezing my computer. It's a known issue and it just drives me insane because I really want to defeat the Gauls and the Germanic tribes and the dust. Okay. So, not a big fan of Gauls. Uh, <laughs> never really met one, but I'm not a big fan of Gauls. Gotcha. I like Asterix and Obelix. They're awesome. <laughs> well, uh, since our last podcast, my son Anakin had surgery, and he was also in the hospital because he had uh, breathing problems. But luckily, uh, he is completely fine now, and I guess he's living up to his uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really appropriate if he's he's got asthma. Yeah, uh, kind of funny. No, but but that's not the nerdy thing I want to tell you about. The nerdy thing I want to tell you about is so. You, okay, you guys listening on the podcast can't see, but those those who are recording, can you see what I'm wearing? I'm wearing. Uh, they look like pajamas. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what they are. Pajama <laughs> They are. Oh, oh they're nice. Star Wars! You have to get closer to the camera there. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, my NASA t shirt and my Star Wars pajama pants. And uh, right prior to the podcast, I couldn't find the cord that go- that links my uh, microphone to my computer. So I have to use my internal microphone for this podcast. But I, I wasn't willing to just give up. So in my pajamas. I went to Office Max, Best Buy, and this local uh, AT&T store to see if anybody had the right uh, cord. And, uh, yeah, I was in my Star Star Wars pajamas. (laughs) You didn't think of Radio Shack? (laughs) Well, there wasn't one nearby, and I only had like 30 minutes to run. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they went bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Radio Shack was beautiful. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, so... Anyways, if you don't like to freeze Batman cake or watch Farscape or walk around in public in your Star Wars pajamas, then uh, then you need some news to increase that nerd XP of yours. <laughs> Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what's the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, folks, it's been a little bit of time between episodes, and we had the newest trailer for Star Wars Episode 7. And I gotta tell you, it was awesome. In fact, no joke, I probably watched the trailer... Mm, at least 30 times, and I watched about four hours of YouTube uh, fan reactions. <laughs> so, so Were they uh, people like yourself peeing their pants? Pretty much, pretty much. Yes. But, so uh, uh, what was the general overall consensus oh. of four hours of reaction? Uh, it was utterly fantastic. Um, in fact, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't just waste the four hours. I, I did like, you know, push up sit ups and I worked out to, to, to prepare for episode seven, uh, you know, marathon. But the news is a rumor in which the Star Wars The Force Awakens 
will follow the Marvel model in which it will contain a post-credit scene. So maybe that post-credit scene will lead into episode eight or maybe one of the spinoff movies. Um, but how do you guys feel about that? This would be the first Star Wars movie with a post-credit scene that teases another upcoming movie. I'm okay with well, it. You know, I suppose I'm not a huge traditionalist when it comes to Star Wars in oh, that regard. Okay. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. If they want to do it, all right. I'll go with it. I'll run with it. Sure, sure. I'm already waiting to the end of the credits anyways to listen to oh, yeah, John Williams' gotta, masterpiece. We've got to stay yeah. to the end. But yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but... Go, go for Chris. <laughs> well, I just think like a last, a last scene, if it's never happened before, I mean, really, it's just a way to promote the next movie. So, I mean, we know there's going to be two more of these uh, sequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvel has got us all trained to stay to the end of the credits just in <laughs> <Yes>. case. <laughs> case just in case well uh another movie uh, which i'm quite excited for uh may not have a post-credit scene i don't know but that movie is jurassic world and according to steven spielberg in this recently released featurette he says to see jurassic world come to life is like seeing jurassic park come true so listen to this I'm on an island, off the coast of Costa Rica. We've made living attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. Come on! Welcome to Jurassic World. To see Jurassic World come to life is like seeing Jurassic Park come true. Just like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Steven had the idea to make a movie about our relationship with animals on our planet right now. Eyes on me. We're moving. Good. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked. Jurassic World goes down an original road and it's a breathtaking adventure. We have a new attraction, our first genetically modified hybrid. We just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. She was designed to be bigger than the T-Rex. When you create an animal for your own amusement, it doesn't go well for the humans. We have an asset out of containment. You got 20,000 people. They have no place to go. As a fan of Jurassic Park, I feel there's a responsibility to make sure that you're delivering something that the people who made this franchise would be proud of. We're going after it with everything we got. My goal with this movie has always been to make adults be able to feel like they're kids again. So, so you guys excited for uh, Jurassic World? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't even know Jurassic Park was coming out when it did. I was like, I was like thirteen years old. But when it did, it was everywhere. Our band played it in <laughs> uh, eighth grade. Yeah, we played. And actually, I remember it being my favorite. Uh, I played tuba, so it was my favorite piece I ever played in my entire <laughs> life. Because I got to do the whole and I always played it way too loud, and the band director always told me to, you know, gave me to make it quiet, and I never listened to it. That's funny. Yeah, but I didn't know that was a tuba part. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you milked it as much as possible, huh? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, there's, there's not much. There's not much uh, melody that comes out of a tuba. So yeah. when you yeah. when it happens, you got to milk it. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. It's really crazy. Uh, so what do you guys think of the Raptors? Oh, That's I all I want to talk about. The Raptors. <laughs> yeah, the smart what about Raptors. Indominus that are out Rex, with man, the new dinosaur they made. 
Dominus Rex. That's his name, Indominus Rex. It's on the uh, toys at Target. Oh, I was, no. I was, I was literally playing one, playing with one. Uh, I think yesterday. Yeah, I was. I was sitting a thirty-four-year-old man sitting in the aisle of Target, with <laughs> playing with dinosaurs with his two-year-old. <laughs> I suspect that happens more often than. Uh... Many people would like to admit. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, no, I think the Raptors look cool. I think everything about this movie looks cool. I think this is easily going to be the best Jurassic Park movie since Jurassic Park, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes complete sense. I absolutely loved it myself. <clears throat> but and I, I was told my wife, I honestly think uh, Chris Pratt is an up-and-coming action star. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he will... If he does good in this film, uh, he's he's got a lock on it. Mm, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, especially if uh, the rumors of him want or Disney wanting him to be Indiana Jones in uh, some upcoming movies is true. I think he. No kidding. I but think he would do good in an Indiana remake. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, he, he always reminded me. Oh, I was going to say, he always reminded me of. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt always reminded me of uh, the guy from The Mummy. What was it? Uh, Brendan Fraser, I think Brendan his name Fraser, is? Brendan Fraser, yeah. Yeah, no. kind of like a goofy hero. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but Brendan Fraser is a lot better looking. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. What's your new Rue, hook us up with some uh, nerd news. What do you got for us? Red. Red! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. What I've got is, moving on with movies, the upcoming X-Men Apocalypse. Everyone's excited about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brian Singer has has, uh, used, or put a photo on Instagram, which, in which he's in a tunnel. They're filming things, you know, it's obviously a set, and he calls it Caliban's place of business. So there's a little bit of a hint that maybe Caliban and the Morlocks are going to be in X-Men Apocalypse. Hmm. I think that sounds like a bad uh, name. Caliban and the Morlocks. Alright, so for people that don't know what uh, a Warlock is, uh, can you describe them? Okay, a Morlock. The, the a Morlocks Morlock. are the a group of mutants that live underground in tunnels because of because they're more mutated than most, and they they're actually look physically really deformed, freaky. and they can't hide in society like right. uh, say Professor X can. Right. Yeah, so, I remember them from the uh, '90s cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So Beast could probably join the Morlocks if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to. So they, a lot of them look like the dude from Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sloth. Yes. <laughs> They're led by Callisto. I don't know who that is. I would probably remember her. Did she have purple hair in the, uh, so. in the thing? Alright, hmm. so moving from comic book based movies to actual comic books, um, there's a <laughs> there's a, num- a new title coming out called Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. What? Anything versus Marvel Zombies is awesome. (laughs) There's a place in the Marvel Universe, and anybody who's listened to the podcast for a long time knows I'm not all that well-versed in the Marvel Universe, but there's a place called Battle World. And in this particular section of Battle World, there are two groups. One is Ultrons and one is Zombies, and they're just duking it out with each other. And um, the Vision, Wonder Man, and Jim Hammond are going to try to escape this area of Battle World. That's on sale this June. Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies number one. Hmm. I think that sounds brilliant. My money's on the zombies. So? They can't die. They're the they're undead. Well, seriously, Ultron has to learn at some point that I mean, they're they're zombies. They, they'll just keep crawling even if you cut them in half. <laughs> the well, bottom half will just start doing a jig or something. Having yeah, if you burn them though, that might work. 
Yeah, I'm sure Ultron can burn things. Stab him in the head. <laughs> I'll go with stabby head thing. Mm-hmm. Alright, so my final piece of news moves on to television. I'm being all sorts of eclectic tonight. Um, and I didn't know this, but The X-Files is doing a reboot. What? Oh, yeah. Yes, with I'm David Duchovny. Wait, and... it can't be a reboot if it has the same people in it. Well, I don't know if it's a reboot. It's a, they're, they're doing another cycle. Yeah, later. I think they're making more episodes. Yeah. But yeah, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are coming back as Mulder and Scully. They're <laughs> making a six-episode uh, season. That's it. Just six episodes. We're going to do this thing. And then we'll think about maybe doing another six episodes after that. But Ooh. yeah, they're not, they're not thinking about putting it back on for a full-on uh, series... We're getting we're getting mini series, but uh, D- like David Duchovny. I don't hey, think hey, so. No, I think it's actually no, it's Fox. Fox. It is actually yeah. Fox. Oh, hey, hey, beige, beige, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would choose my least favorite color. That's all. <laughs> listen, listen here, Sartre's. Um, any X Files. TV or movie is good as well as TV or movie, with the exception of the last one, because the last one just confused the hell out of me. But that's my two cents. I certainly wasn't dissing the X Files. I thought the X Files was awesome. Yeah, X Files is awesome. Now I'm just saying. I'm just saying any X Files is good X Files. So I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, although they definitely translate into TV form better than uh, movie, if you ask me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no! I hope they lose? really resolve the whole alien plot they had going at the end. Oh, we lost Rue. Bummer. Oh well. <laughs> I guess uh, jump back on when she jumps back on. Uh, Chris, let's, let's swing it on over to you, man. What what nerdy news do you got? The Ant-Man movie is coming up, and I'm quite excited about that. The preview, or the trailer, was absolutely awesome. Uh, and, but that came out a long time ago. Sorry about that. I was just going to give a date. So that X-Files miniseries, I guess you would call it, will be debuting in January of next year. It's January 24th. Oh, wow. A whole year yeah. And you have just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, what do you got? Uh, well, I've got, uh, you know, it's been so long, but this is still news to me. Ant-Man movie is coming out uh, this July. Yep. And, you know, I didn't really know a lot about Ant-Man uh, until I saw this trailer and kind of looked it up. Ant-Man's seems, awesome. Seems, it's, to it's, 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 be, seems to me like he'd be the most under underappreciated superhero. <laughs> now, apparently that's Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Squirrel Girl? I was going to say Jubilee, but yeah, Squirrel Girl. Girl maybe. Yeah, that's a thing? Squirrel Girl? Squirrel oh, yeah. Girl. Squirrel Girl is actually really, really powerful because, I mean, how are you going to defend yourself if you're attacked by a, about a hundred squirrels at once? It's impossible. Yeah. Wolverine <laughs> would be overtaken. That'd be... <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I'm not sure how to react to that. <laughs> Throw some nuts on the ground. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? My kryptonite acorns. Give us some Ant Man news, buddy. Uh, well, not so much news. I just uh, kind of wanted to wax awesome with you guys. Uh, Michael Douglas is in it, uh, so he's one of my favorite actors. Uh, Paul Rudd. I didn't think of him as an action hero, but uh, he kind of looks like he works in the in the trailer for sure. Uh, Peggy Carter. Uh, Haley Atwell, the one that's been in the... um, She's going to be in Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. And Evangeline Lilly, the chick from Lost. uh, And she's also uh, Tariel in The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first half hour of Lost. I can see how it lives up to its name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first half hour had nothing to do with probably most of the season. Because they had like... 
All right. From, from I can talk I about Lost all day. But from whatever. what I know about Ant-Man, it's <laughs> going to be more of a comedy than even the other movies in the, the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. But it, it ties it in with Marvel. It's more funny. It, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of like a one-off. But it still has um, uh, not Howard Stark, Tony Stark's dad. Oh. And, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So it has. It's going to have some cameos from you know some mainstays. So yeah. Well, I, apparently this is the last movie in uh, Phase Two. Oh yeah. So if it's the last movie in Phase Two, then obviously it's got uh, it's got some important stuff going on. Uh, that, interesting. Well, that's just the way I see it. It's like why bother waiting till the end to put this movie out if, unless you have a legitimate reason for it. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, everything else in Phase well, Two. Uh, July se- July seventeenth. Look forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Except for Guardians of the Galaxy. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> uh, I've also got some uh, science news. Science. Uh, kind of kind of shifting gears here. We'll shift some gears. Um, a research study was done about the body's natural uh, circadian clock. Researchers at McGill and Concordia Universities in Montreal report that the body's clock is reset when a phosphate combines with a key protein in the brain. Okay, and say. yeah, right. So, so um, the idea of you know wanting perfect dark for when you're sleeping—that's that very important because as soon as light hits you, a process called uh, phosphor uh, phosphorylation uh, triggered by the light actually creates this compound, this protein, and it kind of wakes you up. So uh, researchers did tests on mutant mice to figure this out. Yeah, they mutate. Well, you know, researchers mutate stuff all the time. It happens all the time. (laughs) As long as they don't let them escape. Are they telephones? (laughs) Which one's named Splinter? Uh, I'm sure there's at least like 30 different ones, and they're all... (laughs) Just skulking. So which one was Wolverine? Yeah. Oh yes, and then you've got to get Mrs. Frisbee in there as well. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll get. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. (laughs) You're gonna go a little five one, so I'll give you that one. Anyways, continue, Chris. All right, right, I'm lost, guys. But (laughs) I just want. I just wanted to say it's it's very interesting work and. I mean, the, you know, everybody knows, everybody can kind of relate to not getting enough sleep, feeling tired, even though you think you've had enough sleep. If you've been interrupted by light, you've been interrupted by this, maybe a, a, some issue with this protein you have in your body, you'll have sleep issues. Hmm. And so now that they've basically targeted and figured out exactly what the protein is and the process is, uh, it's possible, you know, you can take a pill and wake up eight hours later and... You know, or maybe even less hours, and everything will—it'll be just like you had a perfect night's sleep. Who knows? I don't know, Chris. My own experience is sort of arguing with you. <laughs> All right, you don't want to have a four-hour sleep night and increase well, your lifespan. It, it's not that. It's I grew up in Alaska, so oh. <laughs> in the summer it's light really a lot, <laughs> and at night and <laughs> it's dark. All the time. And uh, I, I can definitely tell you that in the summer, when, according to your study, I should be more sleepy, I felt much more rested than any other time. Interesting. <laughs> Mostly because you're not shivering all the time. Actually, I suspect it's because I wasn't getting up to go to school all the time. <laughs> Is it possible that you, uh, in, in fact, are a mutant mouse? It's possible. It is possible, oh. indeed. I don't think it's possible. I think it's probable. <laughs> But Teach if I am, ninjutsu. I'm a red mutant mouse. Teach me ninjutsu, then red. So, yeah, I got your name right. Yay! Chris, you got any more nerd news for us, man? Uh, you know, I could talk about science all day, but I think we should move on to, uh... Well, I got a few things to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, you ready for this? Okay. Chant- Channing Tatum, okay, so he, a while ago, I think we even t- covered it, he's gonna be playing Gambit, Okay. But we didn't really know what this movie with Gambit was going to be about. Uh, well, in a recent interview with Empire Magazine, Channing Tatum had some uh, 
some things to say about the character as well as the movie. So here's what he said. Quote, I love Gambit. I grew up in the South. My father's from Louisiana. We go to New Orleans, and I heard all the dialects. It felt so different from the rest of America. It has its own ancient culture of sorts. So I identified with that, and he always felt the most real of the X-Men to me. He's kind of a tortured soul, and he's not really a good guy, but he's not a bad guy either. He walks his own path. And, of course, he plays cars and drinks, and, you know, he knows how to kick some butt. <laughs> so, anyway, when talking about the script itself, here's what he has to say. Josh Zetdumer just turned in the first draft of the script, and it's killer. None of us were sure how he was going to deal with the X-Men world, but we're, we're going to be changing some of the, the troops of these movies. It's... It's always about saving the world, but uh, maybe we're going to shift things a little bit. There's, there's so many ways you can take uh, an origin story. You you could do it like Batman Begins or a different take and, and go the Guardians of the Galaxy note. All I can say is I'm super excited. So in short, this is going to be an origin story, and uh, I've got a feeling it's it's almost going to be a... Actually, what did you guys get, catch from that? Um, when, he, when he specifically said something like, um, you know, they're, they're, it's all about saving the world, but we're going to shift things a little bit. <laughs> hmm. does, Maybe does that... he's not saving the world. Maybe he's saving New Orleans. Well... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know that much about Gambit except for those '90s cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So he throws wondering... exploding cards and is mysterious because he has a trench coat. That's about all I've gathered. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's He's got interesting. cool two-fingered gloves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The gloves are important. I take it. The... They are. They're what let. They're the gloves are what lets him decide whether or not to make his cards explode. Yeah. Oh. Because if right. he touches the card, then they ex- then it explodes. But if the glove touches the card, then he's good. <laughs> Last but not least, Suicide Squad has shown us what the Joker is going to look like. And, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this, then don't listen for the next five seconds. <laughs> Ready? Apparently, Batman is going to be in Suicide Squad, and in fact, uh, some leaked videos show the Batmobile chasing Joker throughout the streets of Gotham, I'm assuming, but it's actually That's where he normally chases Joker. Well, yeah, but I I don't know. It's Suicide Squad. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, what what do you guys think about uh, the new Joker, his look, and uh, the fact that Batman might be in uh, Suicide Squad? Well, I'm in favor of Batman... (laughs) being in just about anything. Uh, <laughs> you know what? They could have anybody play Batman as long as it's not Matt Damon. <laughs> For some who, reason, who, I have always... Well, I mean, close with you, you could put Batman in the Twilight movies. It would make it 100% better. <laughs> uh, can you imagine how awesome that would be? Have you guys seen the picture of uh, Blade? Standing yeah. behind yeah. the, uh, oh, the yeah. cast of How it should have ended. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, okay. But what did you guys think of uh, the new look of the Joker? It's it's definitely a different take. Yeah, it's a little bit more um, uh, purposefully clown-like. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I, I just barely glanced at it, so not, I might be wrong. Not but... street gang-ish? With all of his tattoos? <laughs> oh, Dang, I am thinking about the wrong picture, maybe. Oh, yeah, wait. Okay, I got to send it to you. If, if, okay, all right. Well, well, Chris, uh, Bob, what do you think of it? I absolutely love it. Yeah? I think it, I honestly think it's the way, it's the way that uh, this Joker is. Because, you know, each Joker, it set, really sets the mood for anything Batman's in. Yeah. So I think this, this Joker, I'm hoping, uh, it turns out to be, like, just, you know, straight up insane. Not oh, demented man. like uh, Heath Ledger, but just mm-hmm. straight up insane. I think that'll be like yeah. uh, the Arkham series of video games. So I just sent it, Rue. Did you get a chance to see it? Uh, working. Oh, oh hey. cool. <laughs> oh, just yeah. a lot of ha 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 ha. <laughs> That's nice. Let's see. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a new take on the Joker. 
He looks okay. insane. He yes, looks he bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just that they made the hair more green than I was used to. <laughs> well, yeah, that they definitely did. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. on the internet complaining about this look. I mean, they're like, this is this is Thug Life Joker or something like that. And I'm like, eh, dude, he... he it's all in the face, man. He looks psycho, and uh, I think that's going to work for me. That's a great Joker. That's, so, so uh, Harley Harley Quinn is in this one, right? This uh, Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. Yeah, I was pretty much in love with her when I was like twelve <laughs> years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Watching Batman, Batman series. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't think I, I can't sure. wait to see a portrayal of her. I don't think she, has she been in any movies. No, I don't think she's been no, in any she, Batman movies. No, she hasn't. Mm-hmm. No, she hasn't been in Not, TV shows. Some of the animated ones, but if you're talking live action, no, this is the yeah. first. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, rumors are there's rumors saying that Jared Leto's take on the Joker is going to be a lot more humorous, and it's going to be just a lot of people are saying that he's going to he even blows um, uh, Heath Ledger out of the water, so and we'll that see. takes some doing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, a lot he's, of doing. he's definitely got some insanity going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's uh, going to be cool to see how they integrate Batman into this movie, especially after you know, uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, and to see where they take that, but. Uh, uh, and for everybody, uh, if you if you're curious as to what the uh, Batmobile sounds like without all the special effects running around, well, take a listen to this. Just sound. It sounds like a snowblower uh, making love to an ice making machine. Dude, I don't uh, know. It uh, sounds crazy. It's like this weird okay. end of the. Uh, I'm not going to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> so, eh, whatever. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to move on to our main event. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's just jump straight into it. Did you like Age of Ultron? Or not. Okay, first question, actually. Okay. Which one's better, Age of Ultron or the original Avengers movie? Original. Ooh. No, I like Ultron <laughs> better. I'm sorry. Hmm. The enemy I, just felt more real to me. I'm 100% original. I thought the original was way better than Age of Ultron. Not to say I didn't like Age of Ultron. I just thought the first one was a lot better. I did like both of them, but I, I have to admit I liked the first one better. It was, uh, I don't know, there was just something missing from Age of Ultron that that I, I've never been able to say what it was, but something about well, Ultron and, anyway. Chris, what about you, man? You're the last one. I know it's it's I've been I've been mulling it because it's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. They're it completely is. different it's movies, but they're the same. You know, all the same actors. That's a workaround, buddy. We want solid answers. <laughs> Come on, all right, yes. All right. no. I like the first I like the first one more. I like the first one more because uh <laughs> my favorite Iron Man was in it more, I guess. That's ah, that's all okay. I, I was okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll tell that you. That was a tough decision too, because I really like the theme of Age I can of tell you exactly why I like the first one better than the than the uh second one. And that would be the forced romance between Hulk and Black Widow. <laughs> you were liking that, were you? They, they were totally forcing that, and they could have used that time for something completely else. So, well, they had to explain. Well, she, I was okay something. with that. She was the unofficial like Hulk calmer downer. 
Yeah, I thought she was that. actually the official Hulk calmer down. She was, oh, yeah, she was. Unofficial. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. It's just, why did they try to force them into this love relationship? And here she is like, hey, did you take a shower? I'll jump in with you. And it's like, what? I, I think that they were trying to um, to develop both of those characters. If you, I mean, in, in the original Avengers, they didn't really develop those two a lot. Mm-hmm. And they've neither one of them had their own movie, so they don't have that to what go on. What are you on. talking about? Hulk has his own movie. Well, no, Hulk has his own travesty. Not that with uh, Mark. Hey, I <laughs> like the Edward Norton movie. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that, so. Okay, yeah. that's probably why I like it. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I can kind of see what they were going for with that, and honestly, the love story did not bother me. Hmm. I was I was willing to go with them on that. Like it's not canon, but okay. Yeah, it's canon to the cinematic universe. Universe. I uh, <laughs> I will say I loved Ultron. Ultron was a way cooler villain than I uh, was expecting. I thought uh, James Spader did a great job as the villain. Oh yeah. Um, and you know I I like James Spader, but. F- from the clips I had seen of him playing Ultron, I just thought it sounded weird. Um, but I don't know. I, I It's funny. When I saw the individual clips, specifically what I'm talking about is when he's talking uh, to... Uh, uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver. And he's saying to them, you know, humanity makes kids... Oh, what are they... Or, 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 actually, what he says is, humanity makes uh, children. Oh, I forgot what they're called. And I'm just <laughs> like... Because I, when I saw that clip prior to the movie, I was like, what in the, What kind of a villain talks that way? You can't remember <laughs> a, who a kid is? Ah, oh, whatever. And But when I actually saw it in the movie, I didn't have a problem with it. So I thought he did a really, really great job. I, I think... I think what my problem with Ultron was, which is the the only reason that I didn't like this one as much, was that they didn't really develop his relationship with Tony Stark especially, but the whole of the Avengers. I, I really wanted to get that dynamic between the two of them, this sort of creator slash hatred relationship. That'd be really cool. Uh, the problem was they can't really do that much uh, in as short a time as they have. Yeah. Well, the, the See, only... they, they could have taken out the thing with the Hulk and, and Black Widow and used it yeah. Which was that a lot. Fine. Okay, okay. The, the only time Ultron really had a chance to engage in dialogue that some sort of like plot-building relationship, character-building... Mm-hmm. Was the very, very first fight when he walks in there and says, There's no strings yeah. on me. After that, it was just, Ultron's here, fight him! Dent, 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 dent. So. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's one of the things that I actually disliked about the film. It, a lot of it did feel a little bit forced. Like, the, the action was all, all over the place, and it, a, a lot of the scenes just didn't make any sense. Like, the Thor in the the cave scene, it's like, where the fuck did that, pardon my language, leave that up for me, where the bleep did that come from? I mean, seriously, there wasn't anything before it saying, hey guys, I'm gonna go check out this pool in a cave, apparently it gives me uh, weird dreams, it tells me the future and everything. Yeah. Uh, I'll be back in about two hours. I gave that one a bit of a slide. You're right, it didn't really fit in with the rest of the movie. But Thor is a mythological hero. He's not sci-fi. So he can do magic stuff. Yeah, The magic stuff is fine. It's just that if you're going to introduce something in the plot, it needs to have some precedence. Uh, I mean, either you need to explain what... I mean, like, it can pop up out of nowhere, but you need to explain what the heck is going on there. All he did was say, uh, yeah, this pool will, uh, will tell me stuff. It's like, uh, okay, dude. Seems <laughs> like something a third grader wrote, but I'll go with it because it's Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yep. That, that was my big thing that I didn't like about that. So uh, what did that, you like, since you since you think this one's better than the first one? What did I like? Yeah, what... Oh, yeah. 
what, <laughs> what about Age of Ultron? Convince uh, you that it's better than the first one. Well, obviously, my favorite my favorite scene is when they're all sitting around picking up the hammer. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just the way they introduced the vision made complete sense in because you got listeners here got to realize that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not Marvel Six One Six. Okay, this isn't your Iron Man. This isn't your Thor and Captain America that you read about in the comic books. They're an alternate universe version of them. So, mm-hmm. storylines are going to be different. I mean, for logistics reasons, they change some of the storylines. And just for crying out loud, nobody can follow, or no normal person is going to be able to follow every storyline a comic book goes, uh, or oh, comic book series yeah. comes out with. I mean, there are tangents on tangents on tangents, and there's stuff referenced that happened three years in the place, and stuff that's retconned out of existence. And it's like, I thought I had a third tone. Nope, not in this version. <laughs> um, uh. But to get to my point here is um, everybody dogs on that, but what they did is they truly captured what Ultron was. And he was basically a flawed artificial intelligence. And the entire point to Ultron was exploring, should we create something like mm-hmm. this? And what what is the worst case scenario? That's the beauty of comic books. Is they explore a lot of worst case scenarios without actually having to go there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'll shut up now. Did, did I make no, that no, point or did that I was, That was really the, the, my favorite part of the actual movie itself was really that concept because, I mean, it's been in the news really for the last, like, ten years. You know, are we going to have AI that's going to, you know, in four minutes decide that we shouldn't be existing anymore because <laughs> we're a, yeah. a detriment to our own selves, you know? And, of course, mm-hmm. once you have Ultron... The way you defeat him is the Vision. Although how the Vision actually defeated Ultron, we're not really sure. Yeah. (laughs) So if you've got insane AI, you also have to have compassionate AI. (laughs) They balance each other out. Well, one thing that uh, I read an article recently that was dogging on on a lot of Marvel movies, saying why Marvel or Iron Man one was was good and why Captain America 1 was good and all the subsequent movies uh, weren't as good. Was they I were liked saying Captain America 2 better. Me too. I did too. <laughs> but they were saying that the reason movies like Captain America 2 and uh, Avengers 1 were better than the rest of them was because the enemy didn't actually die or go away. He wasn't like permanently defeated. Mm. But the thing that a lot of these people... Uh, writing these don't realize is that enemies get defeated and die all the time in comics. The comic book writer just comes up with some insane reason why they come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Actually, I liked Thor 2 as better than the first one as well. So like That whole that argument one. just goes right out the window. I'm not agreeing <laughs> with the argument. I'm just saying that was the argument. So, this is the first movie... In which we're not going to have another standalone Iron Man movie. So Iron Man, Tony Stark, has been uh, pushed off to the side as just a another character. How would you guys feel about that? Because honestly, I was really happy to see um, Robert Downey Jr. back as a Tony Stark. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't feel like I got my, 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 my Iron Man fix. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more. Uh... Yeah, he was definitely less prominent in the second Avengers I, Hawkeye actually got his like moment. He got his suit. I think. I know yeah. that was great. I can't, I can't believe he had just like a normal family in some Midwest town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in answer to your question, I I sympathize with Robert Downey Jr. He has been doing this now for ten years, roughly. Roughly ten years. I can understand why he might want to, you know, move Give on, a play a, a different character, <laughs> do something else. For goodness' sake! Well, he's coming back for uh, Captain America Three: Civil War. Oh yes, and he's got to come back for uh, for both uh, both the Infinity Wars. Yeah. But after that, you know, 
Yeah, so, so what you guys... Obviously, this movie was starting to build tension between Captain America and Iron Man in preparation for Captain America 3 Civil War. Um, how realistic did you feel the two actors played that tension? Could, could you actually see Captain America and Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe go at it? Personality-wise, they're, like, opposite. So, yeah. Yeah, they've been... They've been- sparking off each other since the like the first time they met they can't stand each other <laughs> well the the thing that i uh, the thing that i think is that i lost it i had some lost <laughs> you're just not meant to share that comment tonight no right? no i'm not <laughs> oh i thought, i honestly thought they did they did play it out right like you know any kind of disagreement between friends starts off as just hey, you know, I disagree with you on this. It gets a little heated, and then you back off it. It's later on that it really uh, really takes off. So, I mean, they, they laid the groundwork for it without having to actually uh, throw it in there. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I think that the most unbelievable part of it for me was actually Iron Man's insistence that we need this. We need something that can take down all these superheroes. I kept on having to remind myself, <laughs> right, PTSD. Right, yes. He's, he's got this traumatic experience that is in, informing his decisions here. That he's, you know. So they set that and up in Iron Man made, 3. That's why he made the giant, uh, <laughs> the, the exoskeleton that could defeat. Yeah, the Hulkbuster, right? That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you guys notice uh, what he named it? Uh, Lola, Veronica, Veronica. Veronica. Yeah, yes. what's uh, what's uh, Bruce Banner's girlfriend's name? Oh, I don't know. Betty what? Ross. Okay. You get the Archie connection? Nope. <laughs> Nobody read Archie when they were a kid. No. Well, uh, yes, I did. Betty and Veronica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Cool. <laughs> yep. Um, <coughs> okay, so as of right now, based on the tension between Iron Man and Captain America, which side of the argument do you most align yourself with? <laughs> Captain or uh, Iron Man? Okay, so Captain America is arguing freedom and Iron Man is arguing safety? Is that about uh, what we're going with? Cap, uh, I, from my perspective, Iron Man was arguing preparation because he saw that, you know, he went into the black hole thing and he saw all the armies that are waiting. And mm-hmm. so he's saying prepared and Captain America is... Uh, from what he was being told, uh, uh, Iron Iron Man himself is going to be the one that, you know, in his quest for preparation, is going to destroy the planet. Mm. So, w- which side of the argument do you uh, find yourself leaning more towards? Well, <laughs> it's a tough one, but I've got to I've got to say I'm. Probably more in line with Captain America. Okay. Just, just because the uh, the temptation for, especially for scientists like Tony Stark, is that once you've created a weapon, you want to see what it does. <laughs> <laughs> that is what a scientist would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, that, that's what every scientist and engineer does. What about you, Bob, Chris? Which, which side of the argument are you going to find yourself leaning towards at the beginning of Captain America 3? Uh, <laughs> the argument. Uh, I just I thought it was interesting about how Vision was created in the movie uh, and how he was supposedly created in the comic books. <laughs> because because that, that actually changes how I feel about the character entirely. Okay, and change my would change my my opinion of the man. Uh, in in the movie, uh, okay, how was he made in the movie? All of everyone combined basically their own strengths and made him and made Vision the like the super 
anti-Ultron, you know, fighter that they needed, right? Mm-hmm. So, but in and the comic then books... proceeded to take down Ultron all by themselves. I com- Okay, yeah. Chris, I think I completely missed that in the... Well, it kind uh, of looked like they were all putting in their own something... It, they, they really skipped over it very fast because I was I was really paying attention. Like, how are they going to make this guy? And then all of a sudden, it was like, "All right, he's done. We got him." Okay. No, what I now, saw was that uh, I or was Tony Stark is trying was trying to start this guy up and put Jarvis inside him, and then all of a sudden, th- uh, Captain America comes in and uh, throws a fit about it. Yeah. Along with uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, and then Thor comes in and uh, basically uh, gives it a jump start uh, mid sequence. So he didn't really finish uploading Jarvis, but he kind of did. And then he was given the lightning from the heavens to spark him up. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And so then there's the Mind Stone. So- Oh yes, in the Mind Stone. Well, that, that's that's the same uh, between the comics and the movie. But from what I've read about the comics, they that he has the mind of uh, a Wonder Man, I guess. Uh, some kind of obscure Avenger, I guess. That yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting. And then they uh, the my, yeah. And then let's see here. How else did it work? I wrote it down, but I lost the tab. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Yeah, so, so I mean, obviously that's different. He's got the brain of, um, right, the brain of the, the Mister of Mister Wonder, I guess, or the the saved data from the brain of uh, Wonder Man. And he's obviously um, worthy of the power of Thor. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. crazy. How he just like, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Or maybe is it a loophole? Is it because uh, he was made by the power of Thor, so he's got some Thor power? I guess he's got power. Thor power. Power. <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer my own question, I asked earlier. I find myself <laughs> leaning towards Iron Man. I'd rather be prepared for for a threat than just you know sit and do nothing. I don't know if it's because I'm military too or not, but I, I got to go with Iron Man's stance on this. Even in the comic books, I was with Iron Man on this. I mean, there's got to be some kind of accountability. Oh, oh. in the comic book Civil War, it was not about preparation, though. It was about accountability. It it was about registration. Yeah, registration. Yeah, superhero registration. I I have the book. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't the mutant one. It was the superhero one. Mutant Registration Act is completely different. But (laughs) that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um... I think it's about time to wrap this up. The... Oh, go ahead. Did you want to, did you want to oh, say something else? Sorry, sorry. I was no, just no, going to no. continue the argument. <laughs> However, I will make one last comment and say uh-huh. I was highly disappointed, going back to an earlier subject, that there was not an end of trailer, or an, an, an end of credits teaser. There was, there was a mid-credit. There was a mid-credit. There was not an end of credit. Like, come oh, on, yeah. give me something. Even on, on Avengers, the the first one, they had the guy, everyone sitting around eating shawarma. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most exciting end uh-huh. of credit scene, but I'm happy to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we could definitely do one of those again. Uh, shawarma's revenge. Anyways, <laughs> folks, thanks so much for sticking around for this podcast. We really appreciate you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please tell somebody about us. Share us with a coworker. Send a link over to a friend. Share us on Facebook, which, by the way, you can find us at facebook.com slash supernerdpodcast and at Twitter at supernerdpod. Plus, you want to check out on all of our past episodes, you can do so. By typing in the keyword Super Nerd Podcast into iTunes, or you can just swing on over to supernerdpodcast.com to check out all of our past episodes. So, folks, from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, thanks so much. We'll see you in a few more weeks, and have a good night. Later. Adios. You should you should read your uh, too damn high. <laughs> 
C3PO line. Yeah, it's um, Austin. Austin, go read that. I did read it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.